In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Mother of us all, amen. <clears throat> Good morning. It's an honor to be with you all. As you know, I am the priest at All Saints in Woodstock. And let me start out just by acknowledging it's kind of a big day. It's Trinity Sunday, which is this cathedral's namesake day. It's also Father's Day, so a shout out to all the dads in the room. And it's the day of the Portland Pride Parade, which is becoming somewhat of an unofficial holiday in the Episcopal Church on account of our tradition's explicit affirmation of marriage equality. And this afternoon, many of us will get to go out and show our support. While it is somewhat random that these celebrations are falling on the same day, and it's not something that happens every year, they actually go together really well. Because they all, in their own way, are about celebrating relationship. Granted, that might not be the first thing that comes to mind when it comes to Trinity Sunday. No doubt, the doctrine of the Trinity has been confusing for many of us, even with fun illustrations like the way the shamrock, pretzel, or water as ice, liquid, and steam can show us how three things can be one. It can be hard to understand and also to understand how it relates to daily life. It can also be challenging to preach about. There's a mystical quality to it that makes it hard to put into words. If only pointing to a shamrock like St. Patrick did would cut it. But what I've come to appreciate is that it can't just be an abstract concept or a distant theological principle. There's got to be something more to it than something that was cooked up in the third century to explain the relationship status of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. To think if they only had Facebook back then, they could have just checked, it's complicated. <laughs> there is more to it than that. And to get a sense of what that might be, let's go back to before there ever was a doctrine of the Trinity, but where Trinity was nonetheless present. Reading the book of Genesis through John's lens, we're told that in the beginning, even before creation, in the formless void and chaos, there was a relationship. There was God, the creator, with the spirit hovering over the face of the deep, and the word who spoke everything into being, the word that John later interprets as the Christ who was with God and was God. Genesis also affirms a divine relationship that preceded creation when God says, let us make humans in our image. And along these lines, our reading from Proverbs speaks poetically of wisdom co-creating the earth with God and how together they delighted in the human race. Wisdom, whom the Jewish tradition identifies with the Torah 
and who our tradition identifies with Jesus, again in large part thanks to John. As we see in these scriptures, in the beginning, and what brought about the beginning was the relationship. And I'm no scientist, but to the degree that I understand it, scientists also talk about the way relationships can be found at the most basic and complex levels of existence. If we look at the behavior of atoms and molecules, for instance, we see that they look for partners or seek to attach. We also see it in gravity and the way the moon is drawn around the earth and the earth around the sun, and of course, in the way that we humans seek attachment with one another. Both science and religion seem to be coming to the same conclusions that everything is rooted in relationship. And perhaps no one was more aware of this than Jesus, who sought out relationship with everyone and everything, whose instruction prioritized relationship, and who understood himself as part of the divine relationship. We hear about it in the way he talks about relationship with the Father and the Spirit. Numerous times in John, he talks about the love that goes back and forth between the Father and the Son, and the Spirit helping facilitate it all. And it was his ability to see his place in the relationship that allowed him to live in the way that he did, keenly aware, deeply attuned, and radically loving. But he didn't just see his place in it. He saw us in it too. A big part of his ministry was about helping us and all of humanity see our place in it. We hear this in our reading from John where he says, all that the Father has is mine. For this reason I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. And as Paul affirms in our reading from Romans, we are brought into our relationship with God through Jesus. You might even say that that's part of what's depicted in the image on the front of our bulletin today. And you can take a look, I know, it's uh, tempting. Famous icon. Some have speculated that there was once a mirror that fell off or was taken off in that place where you see a rectangle notch at the front of the table. A mirror that would have allowed viewers to literally see themselves in the fellowship. But even if that wasn't the case, the figures do seem open to us, the viewers. Like there might even be room in the foreground that we could pull up a chair. In light of all this, the Trinity is meaningful as a relationship that we're part of. And seeing it and affirming it is at the heart of what it means to believe in the Trinity. Today, many of us think of belief as mentally assenting to something, and often to something that defies logic, which might be part of why this doctrine has been so hard for people. But in the first century, the Greek word for belief, and the way that Jesus, Paul, and the other New Testament writers would have understood it, actually meant to put 
one's trust in and to give Trusting and giving one's heart are at the foundation of any significant relationship. So the question of can we believe in the Trinity is really, can we trust it? Can we give our hearts to it? Trinity is a relationship that we're called to see our place in. And that is something that could matter. Because a relationship has the power to change us in a way no doctrine ever could. For it is only in relationship that we want to do better and be better. We see this in our earthly relationships and the things we do for the people we love. It is only in relationship that we would willingly sacrifice our desires for another person's benefit. It is only in relationships that our lives have meaning and are worth something. It is only in relationship that we can overcome our fears, either because there's someone facing them with us, or someone on the other side who is motivating us, or someone we are coming to realize is far less scary than we thought as we get to know him or her or them. And it is only when we're in relationship that it's never too late and there's always hope. If believing in the Trinity is really about seeing ourselves in the divine relationship, then perhaps Trinity Sunday is about celebrating this relationship. This shouldn't be too hard to do because we can see it in the relationships all around us. In the children who run into our laps with dirty faces, in pets who greet us when we come home, in people we see sharing a drink on a sidewalk cafe, in the gifts of the earth spread over tables at farmers' markets right now, in bouncy houses and ice cream. It shouldn't be hard because of the ways we're celebrating relationships today in Father's Day and Pride. We can celebrate the way God's love is expressed in brightly colored flags and fabulous clothing, and our LGBTQ sisters, brothers, and siblings, spouses, partners, and children. We can celebrate it in the way God's love is expressed in fathers who have loved us, in people who have been like a father to us, in the fathers who are no longer with us but with whom our relationship has not ended, in the fathering we didn't receive, but that we're able to experience in our own parenting or in the love that we put forth in the world. God is there in all of it. That's what this day is about. What if Christianity was about celebrating relationship? And believing in the Trinity was about giving ourselves to the relationship and being a Christian was about seeking this relationship with everyone and everything. That's something that I want to be part of, and I'm guessing that you do too. And together, we'll show the world what it looks like, one celebration at a time. Amen.